This is episode 28 with my husband, Justin Sylvester. Welcome to the Manifest Miracle Show with me, Meg Sylvester. This is a podcast all about spirituality, mindfulness, and our connection to the deeper world realm. Tune in to hear stories all about people who have turned the ordinary into the extraordinary. Gain insight and inspiration to help you live a life that feels divinely guided and on purpose. So come with me and let's manifest miracles. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited for you to tune in to this episode of Manifest Miracles. I have been wanting to record an episode with Justin because one of the questions I get asked so much from people who are going through a massive transformation or spiritual awakening in their life is, what about my partner? I feel like we're drifting apart. I don't know what to do. My relationship feels funky. Um, And so we decided, okay, let's help everybody who's feeling this way by sharing our experience and how our relationship shifted and morphed as I went through my spiritual awakening and everything that Justin has to say about it. So you're getting some really great insight from not only me, but from my husband who was on the other side of my awakening. So I can't wait to hear what you guys think and how this supports you because I know it will and we also get into lots of lots of other fun things um, like a little bit about our home birth experience and lots more so tune in this is going to be super supportive and really funny by the way if you have kids don't let them listen to this episode because my husband has a potty mouth so fair warning all right enjoy What do you mean manifested? <laughs> See, I knew you would answer differently than everybody yeah. else. So, well, you know what manifested means. What does manifested mean? Yeah, but like I can't, I don't know, like uh, like something that I made happen. Yeah. What is something that you made happen that you're like stoked about? Can you give me a hint? No. <laughs> What's something that you have like set out an intention to create and then it has happened for you? I guess like creating my company, but like I don't want to talk about work. <laughs> I don't want to talk about my company. Okay. So you took an idea and turned it into a reality. A yes. Reality. Okay. So your company. Yes. I thought you were going to say something like your wife or your beautiful family, but that's okay. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So one of the one of the reasons I wanted us to do it show together is because a question that I get asked a lot is from people who are going through like a massive transformation or like a spiritual awakening in their lives and they're worried that their partner that they're gonna like drift apart or that their partner won't understand and so I thought it would be really cool to have you on because you are somebody who has experienced their partner going through like a massive transformation in their life. Um, so what advice do you have? And by the way, guys, Justin and I have been married for 14 years. I don't know. 14? 2007. <laughs> yeah. 14 years. It'd be 15 kids. this year. No way. Really? It'll be 21. So. Okay. Right? I don't know. I don't Seven. Know. No. It's 
that's terrible. Obviously, Next we, year we, we don't. 15. We don't. We don't. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, I do. Sweat the details. But I, I, uh, I rounded up. Okay. So anyway, you have been by my side, an incredibly supportive partner for 14 years, and about I don't know, like six years into our relationship is when I started like really going through a, a major spiritual awakening. So what is your advice to somebody who is listening to this podcast, who is in my shoes, who is going through this massive transformation and they're worried that their partner isn't going to understand or that they're going to drift apart? Oh, that's easy. Like, be selfish. Make it about you. Like, like the partner, like, they shouldn't be forced or even asked to join mm-hmm. at all yeah. like it's not it's not our awakening or spirits it's, it's yours mm-hmm. right so like like making sure that you're not trying to make the other person do all the new stuff and whatever right like that you're now doing like don't make them be a part of it unless they want to and Unless how will they know that they want to? I, I don't know. I, maybe never. Right. I, I think they would probably say it. Mm-hmm. Like, so don't don't yeah. force your awakening on your partner because that's. Oh yeah, I, I bet you if you, I mean, like if you did that to me, I mean, I would immediately been like, "Don't force this on yeah, me." Yeah, like <laughs> stop. Yeah, yeah. But like, I bet like a lot of people don't know that. Right. They want because they want to share. They want to share. Right. Well, like not my thing I don't want to share because I'm not and like how shitty would that be for you like I'm trying to share all this crazy stuff that I'm going through and, and then like the person just truly is like they can't be part of it or they feel guilty or they're being like they have to be part of it that would be weird so I've had lots of practice with you though you have mm-hmm. so what do you what do you have to say to somebody who's like worried about growing apart from their their partner you know, who's going through this big awakening, but they're like, my partner is not, and I feel like we're just drifting apart. So here we are several years later. Oh. And what what did my awakening, how did that impact our relationship? What, what, what I would say is that, like, I'm trying to think of the right way to say it. You? Like, like drifting apart, like, has nothing to do with what the fuck you believe in. Unless you become like an evangelist, crazy person, mm-hmm. and then it's like then it's different. Okay, so let's go back to that. Drifting apart has nothing to do with what you believe in. What do you mean by that? Like, like, like I love to fucking go lift weights, mm-hmm. and I don't. And you don't. Right. I like to go shoot guns, and I definitely don't. exactly. I don't force any of that on you, no. and nor do I expect you to join in any of it, and none of that. Is drifting apart. Oh, Megan doesn't want to shoot guns with me. This sucks. Right, right. It has nothing to do with any of that. Like, that's my point. Is like, even if you believe in God or whatever, right? And people believe in different religions. Like people that meet in the middle, like it doesn't matter. Oops, right. sorry, I hit my wine. But if uh, it's the other way, it's like, oh no, you gotta believe in my shit. Then that's. Then that forcing. That's again, it. That forcing is, yeah. is what's gonna. Yeah, so, like 
But you can believe in different things. You can be interested in different things. And you're drifting apart for either bullshit, not this. Right, right, right. So having that trust and faith and following your heart and supporting your mm-hmm. partner has been honestly the key to our success in our marriage. Yep. Right? Because, so, so let's talk about this. That's my point. It's not about me. Right. It's about yeah. each other. My life is about me. Your life is about you. And we are there to support one another. Well, what you're going through is not about me. Right. It's about you. Right. Right? But the fact that you recognize and you know that, I think is a huge thing because many partners might feel triggered in the fact that their significant other and their loved one is going through this big life change and they might feel that it's about them so like how did you how you're you're honestly like really good at that at recognizing that it's not about you um and not taking things personally so yeah how can you how 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 can more of us like cultivate that mindset i don't know like uh well okay so do they know like how many times you've changed over? <laughs> no, no, they have no idea, that. right? Let's talk about that. So, like, that's the difference here. It's <laughs> like I have learned to just go with it because it you constantly change. I mean, like, example. Let's take it back to your days in college before we met. Mm-hmm. Families are all attorneys. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna be an attorney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, you might not know that. I, I wanted to be a lawyer when I yeah. grew up until until I started getting close to graduating college and was like, No, 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 no. Help. No, no, no. So it's not only that, but it's like, yeah, I'm going to be a lawyer like my dad. Uh-huh. And my, well, your brother was always going to be a lawyer even though he was younger. And that's like, oh, I'm going to go take the LSAT. Oh, I'm going to get a near-perfect score on the LSAT. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get full-ride scholarships to stand for law. Oh, you know what? No, I don't want to be a lawyer anymore. I'm going to be this. And then and then we're together. And then it is, I don't want to do this job. I'm going to go work at a zoo and, and feed fucking snakes. It wasn't a zoo. It was an alligator And we farm. had to go buy all new, like, Columbia sportswear for you to wear every day. I did. I went to Academy the night before. And you did it for two days? Two days. Two days. Yeah. And then you were done being zookeeper. Well, because, okay, because mm-hmm. I was working at this alligator farm, and I don't, for those of you who are not from Louisiana, you might not know what a nutria rat is, but it's, it is what it sounds. It's like a large rat that lives near the water. No, 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 not large. We're talking about the size of a medium to small dog. Like a French bulldog. Like a pug. Yeah. Or a French bulldog, or even an English bulldog. Yes. With a tail and yellow with teeth. tail and big yellow teeth. And fur that looks like it'd be a fur hat. Like yeah. Like brown fur. Anyway, they They're wanted disgusting. me, they wanted me to And they sort, taste like chicken. And, oh, okay, I don't know that. Yeah. Anyway, they wanted me to sort a bag of those, you know those suckers called dum-dums? They wanted me to sort a bag of dum-dums to pull out all the green ones because the the pet nutri rat liked the green ones and as I was doing that I was like I I can't do this <laughs> and so I, I just I let them know that I would not be returning so anyway and then and then it was something else that was equally ridiculous <laughs> and then it was like oh yeah you know what I'm gonna go and get a master's in anthropology mm-hmm. and then take the GRE or the whatever you took, um, get ex- do it, get accepted, 
go make a 4-0 your first year uh-huh. and then be like, nah, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and then leave master school. And then, and then, um, oh, I remember, um, uh, uh, become a Zumba instructor. I did. I was very good at you that. Were very, I, I know. Very my, good Zumba my, instructor. My point is, is you've been very good at everything that you've done. Uh-huh. And then as soon as you get to a spot where you're like fucking awesome at it, it's like, oh, I'm over this. I'm bored. It's whatever. Yeah, because it's like I, I reached this level of success and I realize this, there's more. There's more. There's more. And actually, I used to be really embarrassed about that trait that I like felt like a flake. Like I would get get somewhere and do really well and then, you know, then say this is actually not for me. But now it's something that I'm really proud of because I was able to tune in and even though I achieved a high level of success in what I was doing, well, maybe not the alligator farm, but I knew this, this, this isn't right. This isn't, this isn't exactly right. And so I'm proud of myself for this like relentless pursuit of finding what felt and feels so authentically me. Um, but I think what, what so like mm-hmm. segue, mm-hmm. segue back to the question, mm-hmm. like after the first four or five retreads that you've done. Reiterations of Megan. Yes. Of just <laughs> trying to figure out what the hell you want to do. Uh-huh. Like, it is super frustrating. Uh-huh. Where it was. Uh-huh. And it's like, what the fuck is, like, you were good at it. Now you don't want to do it. Same thing with your corporate job. Crushing it. Mm-hmm. We were in a good spot. And then it's like, yeah, you know, I don't want to do that. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to start my own career from scratch. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay. But, but the point is, is that. I learned pretty early on that that's how you are. Mm-hmm. And that's what to do with you. Well, it's not something that, like, can be changed either. Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe in, like, people that get together and try to, to like, change, change each other. Each other. Yeah. Um, I certainly not totally. trying to change you. Uh, yeah, but you've been doing it. <laughs> you've been subliminally doing it from the get-go. You. I've been, like, finessing. Yeah, sure. Vanessa. But aren't you proud of the man that you are? Look at you. Yes. Look at you. Yeah, look at me. Thanks to me. I know. It's 100%. 100%. <laughs> I know. But my point is, is that early on, like, yeah, I, I got pissed or I got annoyed or I got whatever. It's like, what the fuck is Megan doing? And then I realized, like, oh, that's, that's Megan. Megan's always going to do this. So I can either choose to see, like, oh, that's you. Mm-hmm. Why do I get annoyed? Right? Like, I can fucking make my own way. I can figure this shit out myself. Like, it's not about me. It's right. about you. Right. And then I learned early on, I was like, that's how you are going to always be. So I'm just going to let it go mm-hmm. and just kind of go for the ride. Right. And now, so you're you manifesting and, 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 and your spiritual awakening and all that stuff. Uh-huh. I put it originally in the same bucket as everything else. Uh-huh. As like, right now, it's all about crystals and spirits and astrology and and everything else that you see in the world and that's me just being a total guy about it right but my point is is that um none of it was ever about me it was always about you mm-hmm. and i just let you do your thing so like i can tell you how you want to believe or do do whatever so right yeah just go and i never forced anything on you no i do really enjoy okay 
FYI, guys, it took Justin three years to make it to a Kundalini class of mine. So just so you know, Justin didn't come to any of my classes for a really long time, and I didn't take it personally, and I didn't try to force it on him. So if you're listening out there and you have started a, like a, a venture and your partner isn't like super stoked and showing up to like everything every single thing that you do remember it's it's this is about you and your path and your partner might not want to like come to all your sound baths and kundalini classes or workouts or listen to you speak it seriously might not be their thing and that's okay don't take it personally because your partner might not be your ideal client Right? And, and that's okay. I also think that, like, you know, support is a, can be seen a lot of different ways. Let's like, talk about that. Just because I don't go to your, well, so, yes, I went to two Kundalini classes or three? Three. Three. And they are hard as shit. <laughs> like, but way like, harder than. I like where you're going when you just said, like, support shows up in different ways because you have been incredibly supportive. Well, that's my point. And, and many other ways of saying yeah. yes, like awesome, that's awesome, good well, job. Well, it's not that. It's not that. That's not where I was going with this. What I'm saying is, is like, like, yeah, I could physically go to your class and be like your number one Kundalini fan and loving husband in the crowd. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't really like Kundalini. It's mm-hmm. fucking hard and it hurts. <laughs> and I would rather be throwing weights around than sticking my arms in the air for 10 minutes and having them burn and fall off. <laughs> Kundalini is more than that, guys. Yeah, but okay. I don't want to do that. I don't enjoy doing that. Mm-hmm. But the way that I feel like I support you is by helping out and, like, like taking care of the kids when I go to ex- classes. No, it's not only that, but it's like whenever you have to map out your class and pick out all your stuff and do whatever, like, I know that I have to keep everyone away from you mm-hmm. and run the house, run the kids, distract them, whatever it is. So that way you have the time to concentrate and do what you need to do. It's like, that's the way I support you. It's by giving you your space to run this Mm -hmm. without distraction, Mm -hmm. right? Like, that's way different than, hey, I love Kundalini. (laughs) Megan's the best. So, yeah, guys, remember that support comes in many different forms. And, you know, don't, don't force your partner into engaging with your modalities if it's just not for them. Ask for support in different ways and also recognize the ways that they are supporting you already. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you also have to try it too. Yeah, also also try it. Like, because yeah. you came to a lot of my sound baths actually. Mm-hmm. Justin's a musician, so he appreciates sound. Maybe not in the way that I deliver sound. No, I like the gong. The gong's pretty yeah, rad. Yeah, the gong's, the gong's rad. Okay, let's talk about this. So, a lot of my listeners probably are in a point where they're in a job and they're starting to grow uncomfortable with it or, or maybe they already have grown uncomfortable with it and they've started their thing or they want to start something new. Um, for those of them who are, you know, in a serious relationship, you know, maybe have financial responsibilities together, a mortgage, kids, car payments, whatever, you know, one of the big scariest things about leaving a stable job and starting your own thing is the finances, right? But it's also a couple of other things. So I remember when I came to you and was like, hey, I want to leave my corporate job where I'm making bank and I want to start my own thing. And I remember feeling very nervous about 
approaching you about that um, because I was like, well, what if he says no and then my dreams are crushed, <laughs> you know? But also knowing, like, I'm going to do it anyway, right? But, like... I knew you were going to do it anyway, so <laughs> right. why would I crush your dreams? <laughs> right, so... I told you, I'm along for the ride. Right. It's like, oh, well, here, it's another thing Megan's going to do, so <laughs> here we go. So what do you have to say to somebody who's, you know, on my side, who's like, oh my gosh, I'm scared to, scared is not the right word, but like anxious about approaching my partner, you know, and telling them like, I, I want to start something on my own, you know, the, the finances might get a little sticky, like how can someone come to their partner have this open conversation with them you know what we said earlier is like it's, it's not about you mm-hmm. this one is this one's different this right. is about us yeah because when you get fine like i mean leaving a high-paying job to like not having it right throws a wrench into a lot of shit really fast yeah i guess the the, the thing about it is is that if you want to go that route and we're both entrepreneurs right mm-hmm. If you go that route, it's not, I mean, it's not fucking forever. I mean, like, you can go that route, and then if you fail, or you run out of money, or you run out of whatever, then you can always pull the parachute, find another job, mm-hmm. make money. There's multiple side hustles that people can do and stuff. So, I mean, like, like the, the money gets super stressful. Yeah. No doubt. Well, I remember, so... But it's not I, fucking forever. It's not forever. It's temporary. It's, right? All it's, sensations are temporary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when I kind of had made the decision in my mind of like, this is something I want to do, I um, asked if you wanted to go get pizza and beer <laughs> and um, told you what I was thinking. And we together worked out a plan, a plan that made you feel that. comfortable. So we were like, instead I don't of me, that at all. I do, instead of me going just full fledged in, we decided. Okay, we're gonna go. I'm gonna go part time. We're gonna see how that works. We're gonna like see financially, you know, how this is. And I weaned off of the corporate job, so I went part time, and then finally left yeah. for good. And but it was us, even though you don't remember it, <laughs> but it was us like kind of coming up with this plan and feeling like a team. Um, that's what made me feel really supportive because I don't think. I would have had the same success if I would have gone into this venture like trying to prove it to you, you know? Um, no, I, I remember when you called and said you were officially doing it because mm-hmm. I was out of town for a work deal and I was at a bar mm-hmm. when you called. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I told you, I was like, cool, we'll, we'll do it as long as we can do it for. Yeah. And that was that was it. As long yeah. as we can make, push it. And then at some point, like I think the rule was, is like, if if I got to call it and say we, we're not making it, like we're in trouble or it's whatever, it's getting sketchy. Mm-hmm. Like that was the rule. Yeah. It's like cool, let's we'll take it from there and reevaluate. Yeah. But like, here we are. And here we are. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. And Justin did the same thing. Justin left a really well-paying job <laughs> to start his own company to follow his dream of being an entrepreneur and being his own boss and here we are here we are now we're both entrepreneurs and have three kids and we're making it we're making it work yeah yeah okay so switching gears a little bit one of the big things with my 
was cutting alcohol out of my life. And for many years, our relationship revolved around drinking, whether it was like going out to fancy dinners, going out getting shit-faced, like, you know, traveling was like, you know, we went to Oktoberfest and we, we drank, we drank a lot. And then one day I was kind of like, okay, I'm looking at my life. One thing does not look like the others and that was alcohol. So it was after, it was after we went to uh, St. Patrick's Day in Chicago. Oh yeah. And we both got back and we were like, we need, we don't feel good. Like let's cut, let's, let's stop drinking. By the way. We went to Chicago for actual St. Patty's Day. <laughs> Which the apparently day, you don't do. Yeah, no, you're actually supposed to go the week before when they dye the river. <laughs> they don't dye the river on St. Patrick's Day. Just a little tip. Yeah, we missed the whole party. We missed the whole party, but we had a party ourselves. Yeah. We went with a crew of people. Anyway, we get back from St. Patrick's Day, and both of us were like, eh, not feeling so good. That was, that was, that was a lot. And so we weaned off of alcohol. And Justin was like, I'm just going to take a break. But in my mind, I was like, I think, I think I'm kind of done. And so I started slowly backing off. And um, for three years, I didn't drink. Now I will enjoy like a glass of wine or a margarita here and there. But I completely restructured my relationship with alcohol. And my life no longer revolves around alcohol. I don't ever feel like I need it. I don't I, I don't require it. Like having a glass of wine, you know, after the kids go to the bed, just really isn't my thing anymore. But I'd love to hear you talk about what it was like for me to like stop drinking. Yeah, I mean, like uh I do miss getting drunk and going out with you (laughs) and then like coming home drunk and we'll leave it at that since you told me not to be a gross weirdo on the podcast (laughs) but like I do miss that yeah Um, I do too it was fun mm -hmm. and I'm a really good dancer it was really fun to go out I don't miss that (laughs) yeah Megan Megan will say that she's a really good dancer and she is but what she's not saying is Megan is a Solo dancer. I don't dance with partners. No. Partner dancing is not my thing. But the thing is, is when you would get all fucked up, you'd be like, why don't you dance with me? I'm like, you, I can't. You, you don't see couples break dancing. <laughs> I do it like choreographed dance. Yes, you do choreographed dance moves for one person. It's like, unless you know the moves and what you're going to do, it's impossible. And then it was always just one thing after the other. Okay, so, so anyway. What was the question? Me not drinking. Um, yeah, so um, I think um, with you not drinking, it was really no big deal. I think the difference is, is like you didn't put shit on me for continuing to drink. Right. Right? And, and like, nor did I force you no. to quit drinking. No. Yeah, like I think naturally what ends up happening is if you're not drinking, then I drink less. Right. And then, but we still like would go out to dinner and like I just order like a sparkling water and didn't make a big deal out of not drinking. Yeah, no, it really wasn't. It wasn't a thing. And you'd still come out with me and do stuff. The only difference is, is whenever I would get start to get super shit faced, you'd be like, "Okay, I'm done. I'm leaving." All right, which kind of happened when I was drinking, anyway. Sure. True. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it was really no big deal. It's like, okay, Megan's gone. Like no, no difference. <laughs> 
to continue to get shit faced or whatever it is. But uh, now everybody's gonna think I'm some super drunk. Um, so yeah, like I, I think the difference is, is like you didn't put it on me. I still had a great time. Um, you had a great time not yeah. drinking. I had actually had an even better mm-hmm. time. Like yeah, even better time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really no big deal. Um, like there's a common theme to all these questions, which there is, is called I leave Megan alone to do her own shit. And Megan doesn't force yeah. her shit on Justin. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. What is one of the kookiest things that you have ever heard me say or witnessed? Or That's a hard one. <laughs> I don't even know if I can recall that on the spot. Um, I don't... Do you have suggestions? Because, like, you say kooky shit every single day. That's the hard one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so I'm just (laughs) plain Jane vanilla over here. No, no, no. No, my point is, is there are so many things that are, (laughs) that it's just normal. How has your life changed over the past couple of years? Kind of like tuning into some of these principles of maybe even astrology and the moon or like setting intentions or, or awareness on how you think and shifting from negative thinking to positive thinking. You know, what are some of the big themes that you've gone through in your life? You know, like, in learning, like, in seeing what you've discovered with your, what do you call it, spiritual awakening? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, life. Life. My life. Your life. Yeah. Your life. That's mm-hmm. There are too many random things that keep happening that you can just blame on coincidence. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that happened. Mm-hmm. Well, that happened. At some point, it starts happening more and more, and you're like, that's fucking weird. Like, it, mm-hmm. that shouldn't be, like... And, and so, like, what I've realized is that, like, there are, like, other forces at play that affect, like, all sorts of shit around us. Like, like, like the same way when, when I started working with, uh, with Vika, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, at some point it's like, wow, how did our company get all these sales out of nowhere? Mm-hmm. Or how did, how did things dry up or how did whatever happen? And it's like, you were always like, well, it's cause something's in retrograde or, you know, <laughs> yeah. those fucking moons over here. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. But like, I, but I heard you say it enough to be like, oh, the moon's over here. I'm like that's weird because I remember what happened last time you said that and all these great things happened, mm-hmm. and then like in learning, like that there's you know extra forces around. Mm-hmm. It certainly seems real. It is real, right? Yeah. So when Justin just said Vika, uh, Vika is an astrologer who I actually interviewed on one of the earlier podcasts, and Justin actually reached out to her and uh, got some of her help um, with astrology to really map out... For my business. For his business. Yeah, yeah. different. Mm-hmm. I wanted an edge over mm-hmm. everyone else thinking like, nobody's talking, thinking about this, so like, why not? Right. When Justin learned that kings had astrologers... Yeah, that was it. That is what he was like, well, I want, I want an astrologer. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's how it happened. Okay, so we've had a really big year, right? We had a baby... We 
lost our dog mm-hmm. and we lost my dad. Yeah. Um, how has the way that we see the world, that I see the world, how do you think that has helped us in all of these really big transitions over this past year? Oh, I think it helps with you grieving for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I grieve way differently. Mm-hmm. How do you grieve? I don't know. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like, silently, mm-hmm. <laughs> with a beer, mm-hmm. when I'm by myself, I have no idea. And how would you say I grieve? Um, constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you get hit with waves, and you just let it flow. Yeah. I don't. I will just be like... So would you say the difference is... Stress. Open channel versus a closed channel? Yeah. 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 And uh, you're way more open about all that stuff. So it's been uh, been weird. What was it like seeing me give birth at home? Oh, that's the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Do they know about all this stuff? No, but I think we should do a second uh, a second podcast on our home birth. Yeah, well, like, uh, you know, like watching, like you go from, like. Before, like when you were walking around the block mm-hmm. after you drank that fucking pineapple uh, uh, baby shake or whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. um, like and being like you could barely even walk down, get back to the house because mm-hmm. like you were having contractions, mm-hmm. to like Lala waking me up thinking like we, me and her were gonna have to deliver the baby. Uh-huh. This is my one of my closest friends who was at the house helping me before my midwife and doula got. So, like, I'm not a handyman. Yes, today I installed two fans like a fucking boss. But, like, and I only dropped, like, a couple F-bombs when I was doing it. But, like, I am not a handyman. I can't put together Ikea without wanting to throw that shit out the window. So, delivering a baby frightens me. (laughs) Okay, I have a question. I have a question. So, there might be some people listening who are just really into the idea of a home birth. And they might have a partner who is not into the idea of a home birth. What do you have to say? Oh my God, I was not into the idea of the home birth. Who no, was that no. lady that we met? The, well, um, What did you think a home birth and working with a midwife was before it actually happened? Middle-aged shit. <laughs> and did you think that we were going to be safe? No, I thought everybody was going to get infections and die. Okay, and what was the actual reality? First class. It was like total VIP. Like, VIP first class. Mm-hmm. And, and guys, by the way, we had two babies in a hospital, like standard hospital births. And well, that's the way you're supposed to have babies, right? Well, that's what we're told, right? I know. Yeah. 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 And so what would you what would you say to somebody who like is trying to like convince their partner, hey, we should do a home birth? You know, like, it's your, it's your body, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So... Obviously, you get the say so, but the way that you convinced me or even did it is like you made it seem like it was our decision. Mm-hmm. How did I do that? Exactly? Even I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm even very though, good at that. even though I know it wasn't my or our decision. But I brought you to the midwife interviews, and I think that kind of helped. That's what you. I was getting at, yeah. right? Like you, you brought me to meet the people. And you realize, like, wow, these women are actually very accomplished. Oh. We're in good hands. Yeah, but I asked straight up 
real like like uneducated like most men would ask type questions mm-hmm. right like like no bullshit like and I can't remember but I remember I remember the uh, Lori I remember saying like like okay what happens if you know Megan's having the baby and the baby gets stuck and there's emergency c-section and then here we are our house and we gotta wait for an ambulance like what the fuck's gonna happen and she's like everything that you know is based on shit that you've seen on TV and in the movies mm-hmm. she goes literally everything that you've ever seen has been from probably Grey's Anatomy <laughs> yeah. or a movie right. and I was like true 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 she's like that shit doesn't happen in real life if there's going to be an emergency c-section we know this stuff hours in advance and in which case we will have the hospital hospital room prepped and ready to roll mm-hmm. so you just go straight there and you're in mm-hmm. it is not like that mm-hmm. and i was like oh right. everything i know is fake <laughs> and then everything on internet land is not actually true totally and then i was like and then that put it into perspective i was like oh shit mm-hmm. like i don't know I don't know anything about having a kid at home. Mm-hmm. Like all I know is what I think I know. Uh, if you're supposed to have a baby in the hospital, and if you don't, bad things are gonna happen because of the shit that I've seen on TV. Right, and that's not true. It gets completely not true. And so, like, meeting the midwives and the doulas and everybody else, like, I was able to ask all sorts of ridiculous questions. Mm-hmm. And they all answered with no judgment. Yeah, yeah. Not judgmental, not condescending at all. And the difference is, is like if I was to ask a a uh, a, a doctor mm-hmm. same questions, they would have just hushed my ass and mm-hmm. pushed me out the room because it's all about next patient, next patient, next patient. Because right. they're so busy. Right. So it was like I it's I got better, more honest, thoughtful answers from from them than anybody. I learned more from them than seeing both of our kids in and the we'll, hospital. So we'll, we're going to do a full episode on, on the home birth, but I venture to say that the day... Megan bit me during the I birth. I did, I did, yeah. I bit him. But I, I venture to say that that was one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful, day of our entire relationship was giving birth at home. Yeah. Like, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. And like we both cultivated a deeper respect for one another. Uh, yeah, watching watching uh, you go from I can't do it to like and being scared as fuck, like I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And like watching your eyes bounce around the room looking for an escape route because mm-hmm. you wanted out. Mm-hmm. You did not want to be in mm-hmm. that scenario. Mm-hmm. You wanted out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> there is nowhere to go. Like <laughs> right. we are having a baby in our house. Because, like, we can't even get to the hospital. Like, that baby is coming. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're here. And then, like, getting you to focus on it. And then, as soon as you figure that out, where you're like... Because of you. I'm in it. Mm-hmm. Your mindset shifted. But not only did your mindset, but your body just took over. Right. Like, my, body, my body knew what to do. Your body was immediately on autopilot, like, I'm having this baby. And it went from being scared to like being a total fucking boss Mm -hmm. and pushing out (laughs) our boy Uh like nothing like a champ and I was like oh my god (laughs) crazy crazy powerful I was like do not fuck with Megan (laughs) this is some crazy ass shit (laughs) yeah yeah it was pretty awesome yeah it was pretty 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 
crazy. Okay, so before we wrap up, what uh, what makes our relationship work? Oh, what are your favorite things about our relationship? That we're um, that we're travel swingers. No, we're not. Well, no, 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 no. So, so like, let me explain this. We're <laughs> yeah, not, we're not, yeah. we're not sexual. We're not sexual swingers. Uh-huh. We're not fucking other people, especially no. when we're traveling. No, no. Um, but we have this, like, like, okay. So, like, it's like swingers. Oh my god. Like okay, swingers. Where are you going with this? Well, my point is, is like swingers. Like a lot of like swinger couples, like they fuck all sorts of people, right? Okay. And they're cool about it. It's like, oh, it's whatever. I'm gonna do this. I have this kind of relationship. Like for us, we have that same approach for travel, meaning. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if you want to go somewhere mm-hmm. and fly somewhere and go have a trip by yourself or mm-hmm. with me or with your friends, mm-hmm. no questions asked, mm-hmm. you get to go, right? Like, you're going. Mm-hmm. And it's as long as our schedules are fine where we right. can manage the kids, sync up. Yeah. that's pretty awesome. So it's like, I want to go see a football game. Cool. I'm going to fly down to Louisiana to go to a game. Right. Or I'm going to go to Oktoberfest with my friends next year, mm-hmm. which I'm doing. Okay. Yes. You just found out. <laughs> so it's not a big deal. It's like, okay. Cool. As long as it's scheduled. I have so many friends that do not have that. It's right. like, oh man, if I got to go there, then. Right. We don't do, we, we don't have this whole keep system sc- of checks and balances. keep score. Right. We right? Keep it's score. like, we want to go somewhere and do something. We mm-hmm. either do it together, which we do all the time, mm-hmm. or you don't have to. Right. And you can go and have your own experience and it's awesome. No questions asked. Great. Have, have a great time. So just to reiterate, everyone. We're not fucking other people. We are not yeah. swingers. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Let's, yes. let's get that yes. straight. So yeah. maybe we should think of a different word. An you open, think of a different an open travel relationship. No. no, we should also not use that. Not an open travel. No, we just support each other's travel. Open travel philosophy. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. Well, we need to we need to work on that. We do. Okay. So our our tr- support of one another's travels. Yes. And Justin, by the way, is a Sagittarius, and Sagittarius is the wanderlust of the zodiac. So, um, and I. I am a Gemini. I'm an air sign. So travel to us is very important. Okay. So yeah. there's that. Anything else? What was the question? What is your favorite? What are your favorite things about our relationship? Oh, oh all sorts of things. We do laugh a lot. We do. We're very yeah. silly. Yes. Very silly. Um, you don't um, tell me, mm, I don't know the right way to phrase it, but it's like you don't tell me like what I have to be. Like, you don't try to change me on anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I go off the deep end really fast, mm-hmm. and you let me. Mm-hmm. And, Same. And Same often, <laughs> sometimes encourage it. <laughs> yeah. So so that's that's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, um, I don't know. I think that the difference is, 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 like, a lot of people, like, it's hard to grow together, mm-hmm. right? And it's even harder to grow together when you're both doing separate things that you're also not growing together in Mm -hmm. so like your spiritual component Mm -hmm. that's you that's Mm -hmm. a huge part of your life Mm -hmm. I support you Mm -hmm. I help do things that support it Mm -hmm. I don't I don't do it right right? that's not me Mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't know how to balance that and then um like whatever the random shit that I'm doing, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's weird to have like these big parts of your life that are huge that don't inhibit the way that you grow together. Right. 
but they do at the same time. So it's really tricky. It's really weird. Right. But we have found, we've found that balance. And I think that we're both each other's like biggest fans. And um, yes, I, I am a cheerleader of your dreams. Yes. If you have a dream on your heart. I'm like, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, you're the, you're the worst at that. <laughs> the best, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, look, <laughs> yes. Hey, should I do this? Should I get that? Uh-huh. Okay. Should I get okay. a tattoo? No. Uh-huh. But I did not say uh-huh to the piece of pizza lifting weights tattoo on your head. That's the best hip. Hip. It sounded like you said head. <laughs> hip. Yes. That's the best tattoo I have. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And just, just so everybody's aware, yes, it's a slice of pepperoni pizza with sunglasses on, lifting weights with sneakers on. And it's because I'm Italian, I'm cheesy, and I like to exercise. I did not approve this tattoo. It is the most tattoo that is representative. <laughs> it is the most you tattoo. the most me tattoo I have on my body. It is the most authentic representation yes, of who you are. Yes, and I have full sleeves, and this is this is the one. And the only sad truth is, is that like no one gets to see it but you for the most part. Oh, you show people. I do, I do, but... It really, like, that's why I love wearing Speedos, because it's the only time that the tattoo is seen. God. Yeah. Um, it's something that I always laugh at, is if someone's following me on Instagram, and then they were to, like, click over to Justin's profile, which you can't because his profile is private, but you would be very confused, because... And mortified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think that is one of the, the key things that really keeps our relationship fun is that we are each our own person as Justin has said many times we don't try and force our interests or beliefs on one another and and we we meet in the middle we support one another we have so much fun and can you tell them about that that burning joke that I've been doing to you for years the trash thing oh no I forgot about that no not the trash thing by the way anytime he goes to empty the trash he then comes and picks me up and says, it's time to put the trash out. And like he does it every time and I just pretend to laugh because he thinks it's hilarious. And so yeah, 14 years later. No, not time that. To put the trash no, out. No, my, what's the running joke? My thing with the shorts. Oh my god. Yes, <laughs> yes. You can yeah. And you still laugh. You tell them. He thinks it's very funny to pull his pants up really high, like right under his shirtless. Shirtless, yeah. Yeah. And he just walks around the house and will just like come into a room with his pants pulled up very high and just not say anything. And it always makes me laugh every time, but he finds it hilarious. In fact, I think I have an Instagram reel with him dancing with his pants pulled up very high. So yeah. you can, you yeah. can, you can I like, check that out. I like to try to get new scenarios where I'm doing it to you to catch you off guard. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to laugh. I'm a lucky lady. Yeah. I'm a lucky yeah. lady. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... You know what else I like? Oh, okay, what? I like the fact that whenever I think something is funny, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. to not laugh at it. <laughs> I don't encourage it. Don't feed it. And you have to let it run its course and get out of my system. Because I will do it for weeks on end. Yeah, I can't look him in the eyes when he's doing something that I'm hoping will run its course. I can't the energy. Yeah, I'll run the joke into the ground. He does. The question is, is like... How long will it last? Yeah, because if you feed me, it's going to last forever. Right. And if you ignore it, I'll run it into the ground like maybe a month later. <laughs> yeah, so, this is something I know about him. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I haven't I haven't done the Mikulo joke in forever. Okay. Um, so let's end with this. I end, I end every episode also with the same question, and I'm very intrigued to see what you say. Take a deep breath. 
Miracle Whip. Okay, explain. It's delicious. Is it an ice cream? Is it a yogurt? It's a whip. It's a miracle. Wait, Miracle Whip's the... Is that the mayonnaise? I don't know. Miracle Whip's mayonnaise, right? Cool Whip. I think, I think you mean Ready Whip. No, Cool Whip is the, okay. is the shit. Anyway, no, 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 what, not... <laughs> what does the word miracle... Miracle Whip's mayonnaise. What does the word miracle mean to you? Let's try again. Oh, let's try again. <laughs> uh, I would probably say uh, our kids. Mm. Yeah. For sure. So, they're all uh, needle miracles. That's cute. Yeah. Thank you for being a guest and for being my husband and my partner. And, and travel swinger. And travel swinger, <laughs> apparently. This was fun. Let's do it again and talk about home birth or other stuff. Cool. Okay. See you with the kids. She didn't kiss me. It was a fake kiss. It was okay, an I'll air kiss. Okay, I'll kiss you for real. I'll kiss you for real. <sighs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Manifest Miracles. I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording it. Before you go, I wanted to remind you of the Nurture the Spirit retreat coming up in the magical Texas Hill Country, September 23rd through the 26th. This retreat will be hosted by me and my dear friend and fellow Kundalini yoga teacher, Ankar Ryan. In this immersive and lovely experience, you will be guided to practice many of the techniques that we have talked about here on Manifest Miracles, including Kundalini yoga, meditation, mindfulness, sound healing, divine feminine, chakra balancing, and much more will also be fueled by beautiful, lovely, yummy vegan food. And you can expect to experience sisterhood in its highest frequency. So check out more in the show notes below. Again, it's the Nurture the Spirit Retreat from September 23rd to the 26th, just outside of Austin, Texas. Love you guys. Hope to see you there. And as always, I will see you in the cosmos.